A true moment of history beckons for Berlin as Megan's Megacan goes live from Hotel Selina in Mitter, and also at least some people get to vote on the future of the city they live in. March 26th is Climate Referendum Day, and Megan and Conrad are joined by Sabine Zimmermann from Klima Neustadt to explain why this might be the biggest vote in your life. Also, maybe you would like him when he's angry. Big green man Robert Harbeck is absolutely raging as the FDP leak his heating bill. He needs a mega to calm down. Cheers, Bob. everyone. Hi. Um, this is a live episode of Megan's Megacan. We are here in Selena Hotel, as Dan said. Um, we're very, very excited to be here. We have a lovely audience, which is making me both excited and slightly anxious, um, because I think I never really understand that anyone really listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, um, so it's lovely that everyone is here. I'm, of course, here with Conrad Werner, my co-host and uh, begleiter through the world of, of German politics. And we also have uh, Sabina Zimmermann, who's here from Klima Neustadt, uh, who's going to talk a little bit about what's happening, because we have a very exciting referendum uh, tomorrow in Berlin. Hello, Sabina. We're going to get to you in a second. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, but first, as always, mega cans. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah. So we're gonna well we're gonna drink a little bit now. We are going to drink a little and bit then, because so the news is very hard. What did you put in the in the little Nico bag? I have got, got a Johnny Walker and cola. Oh, it's like a fancy one. A Jack Daniels and cola. Right. So Which one do you want? The perennial, perennial. I uh, also have a JDM Coke for you if you want a colder one. No, I don't can know I if yours are one. cold. I want that one, actually. Oh, you want the ginger? You always yeah. want the ginger one. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Thank you. I'm going to pretend, okay. because the sun is shining now for the next 20 minutes before the next torrential rainstorm starts, okay. that we're on holiday. I'm going to have a Captain Morgan's mojito. Okay. Um, not to be confused. And I say this every time, because I think it's important. And I only get to sound knowledgeable during the mega can section of the podcast. Don't have the... Only the Captain Morgan mojitos are worth it. Yeah. There. What's Sabina going to have? Oh, she's got one. Sabina's going to have, gonna have oh. the G&T. Okay, good. Classic. <laughs> yeah. All they're right. all on display here, like we're selling yeah. them. We're not selling them. That no, would be illegal. No, that we, sponsorship not deal has still yeah. not come through, despite my best efforts. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Oh, God. Um... Cheers. Cheers. This is the bit I always edit out, which is us drinking. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I, I just thought I was a very down. delicate drinker. No, there's like a there's always like a, a gap in the recording where we're just like going, mm, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then I always edit it out, and now it's like live in front of people. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> which is like, this is like, ooh, drink. It's um, absolutely delicious, this guys. You'll never yeah. have to make a mojito again. And it does actually taste a little bit like it is fresh. How is your yeah. gin and tonic, Sabina? It's excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're in a kind of gift shop of a hotel. Did you notice? I mean, we're, 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 sitting, we're, we're sitting in between like a, a fridge full of salad 
And, yeah, and um, condoms, which I think is responsible. <laughs> That's responsible hotel ownership. And sort of some pajamas here you could buy and uh, hats and sunglasses. Trendy and, kind of vintage clothing. And very expensive uh, word games. I guess if you get bored... There's if a, the condoms sort of are little, not, you know, little, after all strange, that fun. It's a very, it's a very odd situation. We don't come to Mitter much. We're very <laughs> excited. <laughs> <laughs> we usually pr- record in uh, Conrad's yeah. flat in Kreuzberg. <laughs> yeah. Which is very like nice that. in a different way. Yeah. Um, we're stalling, of course, because we don't want to talk about the news. Mm. What have so, you got for us? So you might have heard um, Robert Harbeck. Prepare yourselves, everybody. It's not Robert Harbeck, our vice chancellor and economy minister. I'd forgotten he was vice chancellor. Yeah. Well, yeah. And economy minister, and he's in the Greens. Yeah, and yeah. he was on TV earlier this week, and he was seething. Seething. <laughs> Like my level of seething, <laughs> almost as angry as you. Ooh. I mean, I, if if he if someone had given him a mega can, then oh dear, then it would have been turned ugly. This is why they <laughs> don't give TV. people mega cans on normal politics yeah. shows. So he was very angry because uh, he felt like that his uh, draft law for um, phasing out heating gas heating systems. Uh, had been leaked to the Bildzeitung by someone from the FDP. God, this is all our big hitters of people yeah. that I hate. The FDP, yeah. the Bild. Yeah. Robert Habeck, my jury is out on, but at least he's like moderately attractive. So. And he said, uh, amongst other things, I've got some quotes here from Robert Habeck. Because uh, we, you know, we had a show recently. I just wanted to bring, I brought up, started with Robert Habeck specifically because we had a show recently where we kind of. Um, criticised him quite a lot over the... Do you remember about the Lutzerbach Yeah, but before thing? that, we also had one where, like, Izzy, friend of the podcast, and I went on and on about how much we kind of fancy him. So this, yeah. is, this is what, like, BBC, take note. This is what <laughs> balanced journalism <laughs> looks like. So Do we fancy Robert? Do we hate him? Eh, yeah. who can tell? It's safe to say that Megan's <laughs> Megacan has a love-hate relationship with Robert Harbeck. And so he said, amongst other things this week... You can't have a coalition of progress where only one party is in charge of progress and the others try to stop the progress. Wow. This is, he's in the, this is the coalition of the German government. SPD, <laughs> FPD, he's like, no one's, no one's trying except me here. And he also said, the draft law, his gas heating draft law, was leaked deliberately to endanger the trust in the government. The discussions with the coalition partners was deliberately destroyed for the sake of a cheap strategic advantage. That's why I'm a little alarmed whether there is, in fact, a will to agree. Mm, that's quite, that's, that's like yeah. old stuff. So, yeah. For I German mean, For a German politician, yeah. Um, and, and he was basically saying that they, the FDP deliberately leaked this uh, law because they were trying to scupper it. They wanted to stop the law altogether. Right. And um, so, yeah. And then Wolfgang Kubicki, have you heard of him? Nope, of course not. He's of the FDP. He's like kind of like a bit of a rogue figure in the FDP. He's a bit like the Zara Wagenknecht of the FDP. He's always saying oh, un- unpleasant Christ. things. Yeah, he's always kind of trying to be <laughs> controversial. And he came on telly on this other weird, some weird internet TV show he was on. Um, not that there's anything wrong so with... Much. Thank you for doing this so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's work, Conrad. <laughs> My God, I uh, don't want to watch any of this ever. And he went on telly and he said... Um, 
he compared Robert Harbeck to Vladimir Putin. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> and said, because he said, like, they both are convinced that the state and the, and the leader know better what is good for the people than the people do. He did apologize for that, Kubicki. He did say, like, he's not, he's not like Putin, really. I was just joking. But, uh, but he still said it. Because <laughs> that's... You know, what and he can't text you the next day when the mega can's worn off. Like, can you take? Can you edit that out? Because no. I didn't yeah. really mean it. So it's already yeah. gone out, Wolfgang. Yeah, it's already it's already gone out on the telly. I'm afraid. And, okay, so um, there's FDP and they're pissed off yeah. with no Robert Harbeck is pissed off with them because they keep leaking stuff. Yeah. And then also the other thing is that like Harbeck was, um, he pointed out in this TV show, he said like, you know, this, we have this official climate target, which is obviously of 2045 for the whole of Germany yep. to become climate neutral. And he pointed out that the last government, Merkel's CDU government was in charge of that. She, they made that target. Yeah. And, and he said, well, look, if we start, in, if we install a gas heating system, they last for 30 or 40 years. So obviously, at some point, we're going to need a law because now 2045 is only 22 years away. So obviously, at some yeah, point, we're going to need a law. Yeah, he's being a reasonable person looking at things going, <laughs> yeah. if we want to be there, yeah. we have to do this now. And they're going, exactly. you're being unreasonable, Robert. Yeah. And so he said, and now, and now the FDP, uh, who are not even the CDU, they are... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, scuppering this law. So then, then, and then we also had the other thing about the combustion engines. Oh. Do you want to know about that? Well, what do you know about the combustion engine issue? I know that I've been reading headlines and going, nope, not today, because okay. I'm going to wait until I have a drink in my hand and Conrad, in his soothing <laughs> voice, can explain it to me. Yeah. Well, I'll try and. But be this is like soothing. where this silly little conflict goes, kind of EU-wide. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the EU up, came up with this law of they're going to phase out um, combustion engines. Cor oh, yeah, Sabina, do feel free to chip in and correct anything that I say that might be wrong because yeah. you obviously know actually more about this than me. But I have to do this anyway. I have to explain it because <laughs> that's why we're a podcast. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. if I say anything wrong, do like go, no, talking <laughs> shite. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, the, uh, the FDP insists that even after 2035, so the EU wanted to bring in a law to, um, they had agreed it six months ago, everyone agreed it, all the countries could agreed it, by 2035, no more new combustion engine cars would be sold. And they said everyone was uh, in, agreed with this, including the FDP, including the Liberal parties in the parliament. And then uh, this week, the FDP were like, ah, actually, no, we don't want to do that after all. And, and that angered not only the other parties in the German government, especially the Greens, obviously, it also angered all the other parties in the European Parliament, including the Liberal parties in the European Parliament, so the ones that are allied with the FDP. They were said, like, because it kind of makes the whole of the EU unstable if one government can suddenly come along and say, you can't, we actually, we're going to go back on this, this whole deal. And why, why is the FDP doing this, you might ask? Well, I, I sort of read half an article on this, or like half somebody else's summary of it. Okay. And they were kind of like, well, we make like really good combustion engines, and ours are the best, and we don't see why we should give that up. 
Yeah, basically, yeah, sort of th that, and also mm -hmm. because uh, Germany has a lot of uh, companies that make little uh, parts that you can put in cars, like exhaust pipes. They, you know, like the big, the big car companies are already switching to electric anyway. But the, the all the other little companies that make parts for combustion engines are saying, oh, well, what about our exhaust pipes, you know? And so they have been going on, and now the FTP is being, making a big deal of it. And uh, I mean, it's very tedious, but Transport it, Minister it, Volker Wissing... It Vissing. is very, very tedious, but also <laughs> the planet is literally yeah. on fire. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate so this. They, they, so... The compromise is they want to uh, have a, a clause in the EU law which says that uh, the e-fuel combustion engines will be still allowed. And what but is can e you do e-fuel in a combustion engine? Yeah, potentially, maybe. We don't, uh, we don't know. We don't quite know because we don't really know um, how commercially viable e-fuels are. E-fuels are uh, they're, they're, they're fuels that have been made out of recycled <laughs> carbon dioxide. That's right. I believe so. And yes, I think they good. didn't they pass it today <laughs> or yesterday or yeah, it finally came through with yeah. that beautiful distraction tactic to distract from the real issues at hand. Yeah. Yeah. So. This all sounds great and a wonderful use of our time. So they want to do that. So they and the e-fuels are going to be in. Um, so they're going to they're have this little extra thing that's going to make it um, to placate okay. the FTP. Just to placate the FTP. How incredibly! Because no one wants to vote for them anymore. That's no, why because they... they're dicks. Yeah. But instead <laughs> of being like, oh, maybe we should work on like, do our policies actually make sense? Are we required? They'd rather just like throw their toys out of the pram in front of the whole EU, embarrass us all. I mean, it's all because no one wants to vote for them anymore. It's because they're, only, they're on at 5% and they keep losing the regional elections and they got thrown out of the Berlin parliament. And so now yeah. they have to feel like they, you know, they're, they're, as the Germans say, they're making elbows. What do the Germans say? <laughs> they, they I don't know. Getting elbowy. They, they, you know, they're trying to make a... They're, trying to <laughs> they're getting bullshit, but I don't think they're, that's going to work either. But they're they, just They want like people to notice them. Well, of course they do, because they're stupid boys with big cars who studied business at school and, like, somehow, because they had the fortitude to be born kind of, I don't know, with a certain amount of privilege, they've made it into parliament, which they never, or into government. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah, so, and um, it's a bit of a problem because this whole, this, they're, they're supposed to be a party of progress. And uh, <laughs> you remember when they, when they did the coalition contract and they did that selfie together? And this was like they were the, they were the oh new. Oh God! Yes, party I do. With, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. What, what, what's his face? Um, uh, Christian Lindner and uh, that lad. Babock and Harbeck and yeah. they, did a, they did a big selfie. A really awkward selfie. Yeah. Yes, I remember it. And they all looked really happy, and they all looked like, yeah, we're going to like totally invest loads of money in in uh, renewable energies and modern technology. And now, now it's become a a culture war where. People like Wolfgang Kubicki feel like they can compare Harbeck to Vladimir Putin. And it's just yeah. like, uh, you know, and, and that's why Harbeck is seething on TV. I don't blame him. I'm with, this, um, is, this, is a, this is, we're going to swing the other pendulum on Harbeck now. And I'm going to yeah. say I am seething alongside with him. I don't yeah. think this is reasonable. And I do feel it's like the FTP, like there is, you can't, 
what they stand for is not actually progress because we have kind of more or less individual liberty here. And now all they're left with is like a resistance to any kind of like government intervention, which is going to be for the collective good. Yeah. So they're fucked. So like no one, why would you vote for them? Because you'd rather just vote for the AfD who have, you know, and then you don't have to hide your other tendencies. There's no point in the FTP. We're done. So they just sit down. I mean, there was a point for them, like I think in the 19th century. Yeah, class. You know, good work. Sit down, shut up, stop embarrassing us in front of the EU. I think that you know that was a big thing. Then, then, then they were a big revolutionary party in the nineteenth century when, when you know people <laughs> people couldn't vote and everything, and they were all about freedom. And yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the anniversary year of eighteen forty-eight. They could get into historical reenactments of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they're doing, aren't they? Down. Uh, yeah, just not down just Friedrichstrasse. Aren't they doing like barricades and stuff? Uh, not the FTP, but generally. Yeah, well, that's what the FTP should be doing. Like, down there with your weird liberalism. Leave the rest of us to stop the planet yeah. from burning up. I mean, it was an, ex- it was an exciting time, 1848. That was I, a good I'm time. I'm not arguing with um, this. Great, great work, everybody. <laughs> but times have changed. We've uh, got podcasts in hotels now. But the freedom, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We, we can do literally whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, like the freedom to vote is not the same as the freedom to drive really fast down the autobahn. I mean, it's just not the same, is it? To be fair, they could be get really behind the freedom to vote for everybody thing. Oh yeah. But they don't because they make weird speeches about that in the Bundestag when that comes out. So. Well, that was a nice segue, isn't it? That you mentioned that. We never plan these. It's beautifully like uh, fortuitous when they do happen. But yes. Who is allowed to vote in Germany? On who is allowed to vote in tomorrow's referendum? Okay, who is allowed to vote in Germany if you are over 18? And I'm just talking in like the, the major elections. So that is for your state parliament and the Bundestag. That is German citizens over the age of 18. Yeah. It's not easy to come across these German pesse either. Yeah. Sabina. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, let's just remind everybody that you were here from uh, Klima Neustadt who are the organization, the kind of initiative responsible for bringing the referendum that's going to be happening tomorrow yes. to Berlin. And in its referendum, do the same rules apply? Can only German citizens vote? Um, yes, pretty much, except this time because it's a Berlin referendum. So at state level, we have the additional restriction that everyone needs to be a registered citizen in Berlin. Everyone that lives here knows the Meldegazette, and you have to be uh, registered at an address for three months already, so it doesn't even help if you registered yesterday, in addition to, as you mentioned, being 18 years old and being a German citizen. Okay. Just out of interest, who can vote tomorrow? Mm, Oh, not bad. So that's 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 less than half, though. But then four four out of our... Maybe we should do another survey of uh, who's heard of the climate referendum, Berlin 2030, climate neutral. Uh Almost everyone. That's good. That's good. (laughs) That's good. So what are people voting on tomorrow? What what would a yes mean? Um, A yes means what we're voting on is make uh, an existing law. So it's nothing new we're trying to invent. The climate neutrality and protection, I forget, the Energiegewendegesetz. We're trying to move it from the current goal, that's 2045, to 2013, which puts it in line with uh, the climate goals from Paris, the 1.5 degree goals that 
the German government did commit to. So really, we're just putting them in line with their commitments. Um, so yeah, we're just moving the deadline up to make it a bit more urgent because mm. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. When your house is on fire, you're like, oh, that looks good. We're going to sit here and wait and yeah. watch it burn for a bit because yeah. our deadline is a long way out. No, we said um, 45. We're going to stick to that deadline, apart from when we need to do anything that might be preparing us for 45. Anyway. Yeah. So really, it's just putting the Berlin government in line with what the German government agreed to, which is 1.5 degrees in Paris, okay. uh, which 2045 would be too late to achieve mm. that goal. Okay. And what are the numbers? How many yes votes do you need to win tomorrow? We need 25% of the people that are allowed to vote in Berlin, How many which people? at the moment are just under 608,000. Okay. Uh, sometimes you'll hear differing numbers around the city. Um, I think originally we said 607,000, just a rounding error. It's, it's just under 608,000. Mm. Uh, hopefully we won't be coming down to a couple of thousand. The Senate communicates 613,000 because they don't want to you know, adjust with every referendum. But it needs to be 25% of the population participating. And of those, we need more yes than no votes in order okay. for the deadline to move to 2030, not 2045. OK. And what commitments would the government have to make? So if, say, the yes votes wins tomorrow, what, what does the government actually, does that mean they have to have to do it? Because we've had referendums before, and then Fuck things all don't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, you're right. In Berlin, we have an interesting history with referendums. The difference now is that this one is a, a Gazette's referendum, uh, a referendum that's changing an existing law. So unlike Deutsche Wohnen and Eignen, which I assume you're referring to, that got passed with a large majority, and not much has happened hmm. since then. Um, because we're changing an existing law, the result is legally binding and has to be implemented starting immediately. Wow, wow. So in the, on the website, there is a big plan about how this is going to be achieved. But a lot of politicians have been saying in Berlin, this is not realistic. Like seven years is not enough time to reduce emissions by that much because A, it's too expensive and we don't have enough people to even implement all the things. So uh, how do people, how do voters know that it will even be possible? Well, um, what on the website you're probably referring to is the ideas we're trying to communicate what it could mean to be climate neutral by 2030, that it would actually be healthier, greener, more livable, more future-oriented, hmm. a nicer city, just a nicer environment to live in. Um, we've purposely not set any direct goals because that's not our role. Um, these are really complex matters with a lot of different uh, policy sectors that have to cooperate and work with each other. So we pur uh, purposely didn't create any uh, specific guidelines um, because we want the government to have some flexibility to create the right policy mix to make things happen. Um, but we're making it a binding target, 2030. It's not mm -hmm. just, you know, right now there's a goal that's also one of the differences. 2045 is the goal. Mm. Um, we've seen in the past with governments how great the you know, at a federal level and at a state level, we've been working towards a goal. Um, now we're trying to also make it mandatory, mm. mandatory binding targets rather than just goals that we may or may not achieve. Okay. So that's one of the other major differences that tomorrow's election is about, moving it down and uh, turning it into binding targets rather than just goals. Okay. And 
So what would it like? What would it actually mean? Like, what would need to happen to make 2030? It seems it seems very soon. What would actually need to be done, for example, in buildings? Um, yes, of course, it's some very ambitious targets. We actually have to get our act together and stop, you know, being the butt of all jokes as Berlin, which mm-hmm. is great, you know, poor and sexy and can't build an airport and everything else. <laughs> Um, but we believe that we can do better. You know, uh, a lot of us are actually from Berlin, and we have a lot of uh, faith in the city and that it can be a great and livable and international and open-minded place. Um, some of the big hurdles are, of course, the building sector, mm. the transport sector, and heat and warm water mm-hmm. that need to be addressed. So, would would we have to like put heat pumps in all the buildings? Um, there's different measures. Um, there's no, uh, all the, the rules in the law are mostly applied to public buildings, which mm-hmm. has been a big misunderstanding, I think, that everyone's like, oh, my private, you know, I'm going to have to move out of my house and I can't afford rent because this is happening. That's not correct. Big public buildings need to be renovated and there's different mixes, you know, things that can be done from insulating. If you start with the oldest ones, there's ways to, to achieve 80% of the target with 20% of the work. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that immediately everything has to be renovated, but they have to move in that direction. The climate always has to be the main goal okay. of any policy. Okay. So even uh, Bettina Yarash of the Green Party, she said that she's supporting the uh, referendum tomorrow, uh, but she said that it it's might be technically possible to hit this target, but it's politically unrealistic. How do you feel about that? Well. She also said yesterday that the, the costs of not doing anything are way out beyond the costs of doing something. Um, so that's why you know, the election tomorrow is important to make these targets legally binding and to tell the government, no, this is what Berlin wants, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, There's been missions we've seen in the last couple of years with the, the, uh, COVID. At the beginning, everyone was like, the world's going to end, we don't know what to do. And then yeah. within you know, a very short period of time, we had vaccinations. And another good example is when the Americans decided to go to the moon. It was like, the moon's up there, we're never going to get there. It's impossible, we can't do it. And seven years later, they had someone walking on the moon. So we try to not focus on the impossible. And I mean, Berlin's very good, and I'm from Berlin at finding all the ways, all the reasons why something can't be done. Mm. You know, and you can sit here all day and come up with reasons why you can't do it, why it's not possible, why we shouldn't do it, why it's hard, why it's expensive, but you can also sit here all day and talk about all the reasons why it could happen and why it would be great if it did happen and what we can do for it. And you'll feel very, you know, very different at the end of the day depending on how you phrase the question. And we've also seen this in the media coverage so far. Some are very focused on all the things you can't do and why it can't be done, and others ask the questions, well, what can we do? And you know, what do we need to do to achieve this target? Yeah, and also what would happen if we don't do it? Because that would probably be even worse. <laughs> exactly, we can't really afford to. I mean, we, Berlin with Klimaneustart, we declared a climate uh, emergency in 2019, not us, the, the Senate, the Berlin Senate. Mm-hmm. So they acknowledge the fact that it's a problem. We've seen that in the past summers. Yeah. Um, we're practically in the desert. You know, the groundwater is dropping, trees are dying, it's yeah. getting hotter. Um, and it's, the more you cover up surfaces, the more it's turning into a heat sink and 
it's just getting hotter and dirtier with more traffic and more people and yeah surely we could just give it a go <laughs> like i just uh, why not yeah i mean you know what's the worst that could happen we just have a better world oh, god wouldn't we all be second <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the worst that can happen is you you miss the tart you know you you go for 2030 and then you yeah. know yeah. we start getting there and we start achieving goals and things will get better and you know okay. we don't have to get everything done by 2030 we have to start moving in the right direction and everything has to first and foremost every new construction and everything we do has to have that climate neutrality calculation yeah. on the forefront and in the meantime uh, we are probably going to have a new mayor very soon oh. and it's probably going to be no if i just ignore it it will go away it just will no nope. <laughs> oh, say his name go on say it Kai Wigner uh, of the CDU he's probably going to start a coalition with the SPD a grand coalition which no one does anymore in Germany it's like it's like very 2000s because it's fucking lame yeah it's, it's like really old fashioned kind of government sort of a boomer government um, wall to wall boomers so it's the CDU SPD coalition government is probably going to take over soon under Mayor Kai Wigner now, does that mean that we're all going to die of <laughs> climate change? <laughs> or is... Of shame. Of, just. Or is CDU... Do the CDU have any plans at all to deal with climate change well, in I Berlin? I suppose that depends a bit on what happens tomorrow. Okay. Um, as an initiative, you know, Klima Neustadt doesn't take a position on any parties. We don't side with anyone. We don't have an official opinion on anyone. Mm -hmm. um, we just assume that... the they do their duty and abide by the law. And okay. if there's a referendum that's changing a law, it's their duty to follow the citizen's wish and implement it. So whoever is in the government, you know, we'll look forward to working with them and figure out a way to get Berlin to climate neutrality by 2030. Okay. But Hi. now you've had half a mega can and you, <laughs> may, you can also express your personal opinion that is not the Klima Neustadt's official opinion. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen if Kai Wegner becomes mayor? Well, there's certainly a lot of uh, things they need to work on. We would have hoped, or I personally would have hoped for a, a different outcome. The CDU ran a very successful campaign on fear mm. of cars getting taken away from people, yeah. which we also get accused of a lot, which is not part of the referendum. No one's taking anyone's car away. No one's yeah. taking anyone's apartment away. Apart right. from the CDU, who <laughs> overturned the fucking meat and tackle, which did mean that people lost their homes because they couldn't afford them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, but sorry, I'm talking again about people who are not rich. So, my, my um, bad. Yeah, which they not, I think those are a bit frustrated. Not many showed up for the election. I think there was a, if you look at the results, there was a very strong representation in, in certain districts that are known to okay. have more well of people and cars yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a, he, he they tried to this, well the cdu is a car driver's party isn't it it's a, it's you a did refer party. to it as the political wing of volkswagen <laughs> once <laughs> which is my favorite <laughs> conrad fernerism can, can i ask you other opinions uh, you can i just wanted to add while we were talking about, okay. <laughs> about cars and stuff um the funny thing is, you know, different cities in Europe have shown that initially everyone's against cars, and once you implement a more livable city, a more greener city that makes it easier to get around by bike, by public transit, people are actually much happier. 
as you know, examples in Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Utrecht, Cho. Um, they're all very livable cities. They rank really high. The citizens are very happy. But most of those cities, people were not in favor of making the city more friendly for pedestrians and bicycles. Um, Sometimes we just don't know what is best for us. I also think that like political parties run very cynical campaigns and the CDU is also responsible for saying things like people want to take your cars away when actually what people want to do is make the city greener and more livable in for your grandchildren, which is something that people will exactly. agree with. Yeah. Like I, I don't think there is as much resistance to like climate friendly policy on more conservative parts than than is than is presented in the media sometimes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's yeah. often been shown that politics vastly underestimate people's yeah. willingness to change and yeah. to do climate-friendly initiatives. Yeah. Uh, one example I mentioned earlier, the, the Klimabürgerinrat, the Climate Citizens Council, um, that was also one of the projects of Klima Neustart before the referendum now uh, that got initiated in 2021. And the Climate Citizens Council was a random group of 100 people selected out of over 2,800 that got contacted. Um, citizens of Berlin all across the spectrum, all across the ages, the jobs, the, the districts, classes, trying to get a proper representation um, by the Berlin Senate. These 100 people got selected, and they had to get together and discuss these issues, you know, mm. climate policies, things, everyday life, what, what do we want the city to be? How we, can we make Berlin climate friendly? And even the ones that initially were opposed that, you know, when you read the news or you just get these bullets thrown at you. They go, no, 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 never. Yeah. In the end, everyone came around to it because in the end, you see, it's ultimately the best for everyone. Yeah. You yeah. just need to kind of explain it to people and, and listen and be willing to hear people's concerns and what actually drives their fear mm -hmm. and get that conversation going, which I think would be a great way going forward as well. Now, that was a really good initiative, that, that citizens' assembly thing. There was yes. like 100 people, and they came up with, like, I don't know, 60 proposals? Yeah, I think it was 45 or 40, 60 45. proposals yeah. for the, the Berlin Senate. And then they actually went to the Senate and said, look, these are our proposals for what you should do in this and this area to uh, reduce uh, climate emissions. And the government had to sort of deal with it. They had to, like, say yes or no. And I think they got a yes on... A few of them, didn't they? Like yeah. two-thirds of them or something. I don't know the, the percentage per se, but I know there were a few that they took on, a few that were already working on, of course, because they do have the goal of 2045, no matter yeah. what happens tomorrow. And a few that they rejected, but all the ones they rejected, they actually gave a good reasoning why at the moment they you know, decided yeah. to reject them. So, and, and, and the 100 citizens, how were they chosen? It was a completely random draw. I think they started with 2,800 that got contacted and then okay. kind of selected to make sure there's a broad mix across all the different indicators. So age group. And yeah, yeah, so you couldn't yeah. apply for it and say, hey, I'm really into talking about climate, pick me. Um, yeah. You just got okay. contacted. So there were also people that mm. yeah. had no interest whatsoever, had never okay. really thought about climate issues before. And this was quite successful. So are they going to do that? another one of those? I'm not sure what the plan was. It started in 2021. They just turned in their uh, proposal in 2022. We had an interesting panel discussion last night where Bettina Yarash actually suggested that, in her opinion, would be a great way going forward mm -hmm. to have more citizen engagement, yeah. maybe not just at city level, but also at district level, and get people together in these forums where you actually talk and listen to each other. Mm and figure out what your biggest concern is. So it usually turns out everyone 
You know, wants to live in a quiet neighborhood. No one wants to have the noise of traffic. No one wants to have the pollution. Everyone wants to have this peaceful green space. But when you ask about it at a citywide level, a lot of people go, oh, no, no, no. Mm. Just in my street, but in, in the city, we still yeah. want everything. Yeah. So if you actually get together, it, you know, there might be some potential to come up with proposals and have a dialogue with the government and, and move forward towards a common goal. Yeah, and some of them, the citizens chosen were people who can't vote, I believe. They were non-Germans, weren't they? Like they were the, that wasn't all just German people. I'm not the, sure, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so. possible. Because, <laughs> well, you know, our, our listeners are often not German. Yeah. yeah. And not able to vote, so. Which is, yeah, I mean, we've heard that frustration um, a, a bit. It's been great. We have a lot of people that can't yeah. vote that have still been very engaged in Klima Neustadt, that are very, you know, have their heart in the city and, and believe in its future and have mm. helped out and have had conversations with their neighbors and with their friends and put in a lot of hours. So it's unfortunate they can't officially vote, but like we said, one, one battle at a time. Okay. Yeah. One other question. What is happening today at Brandenburger Tour? At Brandenburger Tour right now as we speak, and for anyone that doesn't have any plans right after, we're having a big rally, Groß Demo, with a concert. Um, so it's a mix of political uh, rally and music. It started at 3 o'clock. It's going on until about 8 o'clock. So we have a lot of um, great bands that are supporting the climate. Yeah. Element of Crime, Beat Stakes, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really uh, on top of all the, the music program. Uh, Ger German pop music. Yeah. Do you like, yeah. do you like German A lot of Berlin music? bands. Obviously, yeah, it's <laughs> another reason they should give me the vote. Yeah, the, the orchestra does Vandals, and then a yeah. few different okay. speakers, like Maya Göppel. Uh, oh, yeah, I like her. Yeah, Luisa Neubauer, Klima Neustadt. So we're trying to be loud, raise awareness again mm -hmm. for the uh, referendum tomorrow. Okay, and that... Is all yeah. my questions. I really, really hope it goes through, first of all, because I think it is important and necessary, and second of all, to watch an SPD, CDU government have to bring it in. I would love that. Sicken them. There we go. That's my two cents. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, any questions from the audience here? Yeah. Anyone got, ask us want to anything. make a point? A-U-A. A no? What's AUA? Ask us anything, like oh. instead of AMA, oh. you know, like on Reddit. No. AMA? Okay, sorry. I don't understand Reddit. Okay. It's not for me. Okay. There's no. a thing they do called AMA, is ask me anything. Ah, okay. Okay. Like, doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's not important. Um, yes. So the question was what will happen if they don't meet the 2030 target? Well, officially, they're bound by law to work towards it. Of course, it's a, a big battle, and then they could be sued by citizens or the initiative. It's not the intention at the moment, as long as, you know, if, if we see that they're doing everything to move towards that and we're taking steps to get in the right direction, uh, that's not the goal of this initiative. It's not to go, oh, we're going to put this so then we can sue people. And um, as they explained last night as well, it's not, you know, Berlin doesn't have to pay a fee to itself then if they don't meet it. So it's more a, a way to encourage the government to put pressure on the politics to be like, this is what we need to do. Everything you know you do, you need to consider the climate first, not who paid for your election campaign. Mm. Um, but you need to consider the climate in a socially just way. It's also a very important um, part of the campaign that we don't want anyone to, to lose their apartments and any 
difference, you know, if uh, rent prices shouldn't rise because if you have insulation, anything would be covered by your lower expenses. But if they do, the, the Senate has to make up for the difference. So there's not the intention. You know, we're, we're very big on climate justice and making it fair for everyone and socially just. So there's no, no crazy consequences. It's more a political tool to put the pressure and then see once we get there, it's like, OK, have we put climate as the first goal? Have we tried our hardest? And then we'll see how we go along the way. It's not like Kai Wigner is going to be put in prison <laughs> or anything, no. Not yet, Kai. But I mean, enough for this. It, it, a, Just it, try yeah. your best. Have you done your best, Kai? That's yeah. all we can ask. Well, the thing is, it's a Berlin state law, so you know they're they're changing their own law. So it would be the Berlin yeah. city of Berlin going against the city of Berlin. So, I mean, what's people? What's one thing people say? Because you know, like the um, the the protesters. What they called the Let's Generation, the last generation yeah. protesters who are sticking themselves to the um, ground yeah. in, in, in front of cars. Uh, they are the, apparently the first ever protest movement that has a decision from the German Constitutional Court in their favor already before they even started. So the German Constitutional Court passed a, 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 made a verdict last year in which they said the German government is not meeting its climate targets and is not doing enough. The German government is not doing that. Well, there you go. And and in fact, the last generation and the, all these protest movements have kind of are just saying, well, what are you going to do then? Like, what's the consequence of not of of, of breaking the German constitutional yeah um, court's decision? Right. Well, I think that's it then. Are we finished? Yeah, I think so. Have you got anything else to say? No, not. <laughs> this has been really fun. Okay. It's been yeah. It's not one of the things I ever thought I'd do in my life. Not sit in a box. No. Sitting, sitting with a serving hatch. It is. It is uh, I feel like a dinner lady. That's it. Yeah. But like. You're just serving the news. Serving the of, truth. Instead of serving. <laughs> or at least potatoes. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose we end with a call to action. Yes. For anyone that can vote, please do. For anyone that can't, tell everyone you know it's important tomorrow. We, we're using this tool of direct democracy. Um, you know, not crazy protests. We have this chance with a regular democratic process to put pressure on the government. So let's, let's take that chance and not waste it and get the word out. Every vote counts. It's going to be close. First, we were ignored, so then kind of laughed at. Now we're in the fighting stage with a very, you know, extreme yeah. right. Um, so they've acknowledged we exist and mobilized, <laughs> uh, started to mobilize against it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for uh, Volksentscheid. Yes, Good for tomorrow. On. Yes. Thanks very much, Thank Sabina. Thank you very, very that much, Sabina, for, for coming, coming on. Thank um, you for having us. Best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. And thank you very much, guys, for coming and for listening and everything. This is, like, delightful when yeah. we sat on the banks of the Landwehr Canal really, really pissed. Yeah. And decided Little to did do, we know we'd be sitting in the... Know, five in, years ago. ...in the bright lights of the Selena Hotel gift shop. In uh, a podcast hatch. <laughs> I have all those years like a professional later. studio, you know. <laughs> it is a studio. Now. We're it's in a studio. studio. We have an on-air sign. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think they have DJs and things in here. I think we're trendy, oh. Ben. Yeah, do you, there you, we go. Do you want to put on some tunes? Absolutely not. Okay. okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you so, Thanks so much, everyone. Much. Cheers. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a lovely Bye. day. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.